0: Welcome to
1: the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses from your professional life to your emotional health.
0: You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the mom and dot 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 podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns, mom and dot 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 writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate. And today I am on a tired wave of happiness. Last night was Caring Hope's annual gala and auction. And we will actually put a link in the show notes to the episode we did with Kristen Finan about Caring Hope and all the things that they do for foster kiddos in Texas. And oh my gosh, it's just an emotional roller coaster of highs and just like heart tugging. So it was it was really amazing, but I stayed up past my bedtime. And so <laughs> I'm still functioning today though. I
1: get it. And I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot 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 writer, foster child advocate. And this week I'm just a girl standing in front of my life trying to remember what I do after a vacation. I just oh. I am four days into real life and I'm slowly getting it back together. They need to stop doing that time change during spring break. That's just not it's cool. <laughs>
0: it's not cool. And today we are so excited to be chatting with Addie Swartz, a serial entrepreneur. Addie created ReachHire to build a systematic pathway for exceptional women to get back into the workforce. Prior to ReachHire, she founded two companies at the intersection of media, technology, and education. Addie started her career at Bain & Company, and she has been featured on The Wall Street Journal, Working Woman Magazine, Child Magazine, Working Mother, Good Morning America, NPR, and, and MSNBC. She was also named to the Inc. Magazine's 2021 Female Founders List in the category Lifted Other Women Up. Oh my God, is there anything better? That's what we're all about here. <laughs> so, and Addie is a graduate of Stanford University and received an MBA from Northwestern's University Kellogg School of Management. She also is the proud mom of two daughters. Welcome. welcome. So excited to have you here.
2: Thank you so much for having me. And I'm really excited to chat with you guys today. Well, and we talked a little bit about your bio, but
0: could you give us a little bit of a one-on-one about some of those companies you started and all the things that got you to where you are today?
2: (laughs) Well, as you boil it down, my career trajectory has really followed every step in the way of my personal journey as a professional, as a mom, trying to fit it all in at each different stage of the game. So, you know, I started in big corporate America with Bain and Disney and Reebok. And then I found myself at a company called Lotus Development and I had my first daughter. And suddenly I was on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. Like probably a lot of your listeners. Oh my gosh, now I have a child. Now I'm a mother. And, you know, your whole sphere of the world changes. Yep, yep. And realize that There were a lot of people that looked just like me that suddenly were at home that may have wanted to look for something flexible and alternative while they were still being at home and stay at home mom for some time. Mm -hmm. And in those days, this is a few years ago, uh, (laughs) the child care options were very limited, super, super expensive. They're still expensive today, but there are many more of them. And I felt that, you know, moms needed opportunities to do something flexible and part time keep their skills up and also do something beneficial. And so my first company I started was on maternity leave. Not that I would have ever thought of that company on maternity leave. (laughs) That company was called Bright Idea. And so that was all about offering moms an alternative that wanted to keep their skills up, especially their tech skills up. And at the same time, be a force for good In their community, and so Brad ADS sold educational software to schools, parents, and teachers. And in those days, there wasn't a lot of options. There was no internet, which sounds like (laughs) dinosauric. I know. (laughs) But the idea was to create an avenue and an opportunity for women that they could earn some money, keep their skills up, and be flexible. And that was in the early nineties. Well before people were talking in a meaningful way about career breaks Mm -hmm. so i've kind of been at this for three decades and then fast forward to reach higher which i started 10 years ago really was seeing that same problem that women were sidelined either because of family taking care of elder parents Mm -hmm. maybe health a lot of people i know have taken breaks because of breast cancer or other things or just because they want to travel around the world, which the new Gen Z's want to do, take breaks. And, <laughs> Why didn't you know, I think of that one?
1: <laughs> oh, I know. You know
2: work did not work and mix it in a lot, et cetera. And so I found too many women were sitting on the sidelines. They'd invested a lot in their professional careers. They'd invested a lot in their education. And many of them also needed and or wanted some combination depending on the person and their situation to get back into a professional situation, both from an economic financial standpoint, mm-hmm. as well as from a personal standpoint, to have something that was their own, that they could say they were using all their skills and putting it to work and having impact in a way that also would give them some financial success. So Bright Ideas was sort of the precursor to reach higher. And I've been on this mission to really concretely help women from all walks of life, from all different industries, no matter how long their break is, to get back into a professional situation where they can stand on their own feet economically and succeed, leveraging past skills and then layering on top current skills.
1: I mean, I already have butterflies. I always get butterflies at some point in every (laughs) recording. I already have them. It's amazing what you're doing. And we really love that you trademarked the phrase, we believe a career break should not be a career breaker. We would steal it if you hadn't (laughs) trademarked it because it's so good. Uh, You talk about that you had an unexpected break and you met all these women facing challenges. What are kind of obstacles that you notice around that time? And are they the same thing you're encountering today? Have things changed?
2: Yeah, I have to say I don't think things have changed. Mm. Uh, not really. I mean, childcare is still expensive. There are definitely more options and it's more secure than it was when I had my first daughter, who's now 31. So, you know, the world is different. The internet's different. The ability to actually meet with people all over the world via Zoom is so different right. than it used to be. You just never had that capability. But career breaks are here. Yeah. They're here to stay. They're not going away. The pandemic showed how critical child care is and Mm -hmm. schooling and after school programs are in that, you know, we can't do everything all at once, all at the same time ever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think Mm -hmm. women are great multitaskers, but it's just not possible. Also, we have different goals and different values about how we want to show up as a person, how we want to show up as a parent, how we want to show up as a professional at different times. But the key obstacles that I see happening over and over again is the need for flexibility lack of opportunities, people getting boxed out just because they've had some time off. You know, there's a break in the resume. What do we do about it? How do you talk about it? You know, especially technology is moving so fast. And even if you've had a break that's just a couple of years, there's lots of new tools that are out there that you have to know how to do in order to do a job. So I think that, you know, there's a fear of outdated skills and all of us continue Mm -hmm. to need to keep everyday learning because I feel like technology keeps changing on us. You know, zoom up, then like we're like, throws it out for a while. uh, I I know. I think the only other thing I'll say is lack of confidence. Oh yeah. you know, I feel like like for women, and I was actually talking about this earlier in a recent interview about the psychology around identity and women and Mm -hmm. what happens when you become a mother or a parent, right? You're all about helping that child become the best Mm -hmm. that they could be. And if you were working before and you're suddenly at home, I remember suddenly being a stay-at-home mom after my first company and driving a minivan and me being, you know, Mrs. Rosen versus Addie Swartz. Mm-hmm. Who are you? How how are you showing up? Mm-hmm. And how do you feel? So that lack of confidence, not in who you are, but can you contribute and what can you contribute? Yeah. So I feel like those are the four things. Flexibility, opportunities, making sure your skills aren't outdated, a lack of confidence that are really holding women back.
0: And so I know Um, that when a woman is truly looking at getting back into the workforce, Reach is such a great resource to have to help them do that. For maybe some listeners who are early on where they're maybe just started their road as a stay at home mom and are trying to figure out how not to get that big gap or how not to lose some of those skills or how not to have that crisis of confidence. Are there some things that you recommend that they just sprinkle throughout their week or their day to keep themselves the smart woman that they are and not fall into this just a mom role?
2: There isn't a mom that I know that isn't involved in their community, volunteering Mm -hmm. some way with their children's school or larger nonprofits and helping out. I would say, you know, continue finding opportunities to leverage the talents that you have if you come from more of a finance background and can help with the finances of the nonprofit you're involved in or the mm-hmm. school or the fundraiser, build the spreadsheets, set up the meetings. We're all smart people. Our intelligence doesn't just evaporate and just make sure that it, you, you put yourself in situations where it continue to learn. Also, you know, today versus 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there's so many options. You can get a certificate. If you're interested in marketing, marketing has changed so much, mm-hmm. even versus 10 years ago learn, go to your community college, or you can get free programs online. There's so many different avenues to audit something or learn about something or volunteer to do some social media for your school. Keep your skills up and and do it in a way that's natural. And I don't know one mom out there that does it, which is why Reach I was bored. Because as I said, just because you've taken a career break, doesn't mean that it should be a career breaker. You have Mm -hmm. so much to offer, so much potential. And eventually, maybe not now, but at some point you might want to find that part-time job where you get paid, or you might want to go back in a more corporate role or business function Mm -hmm. where you can contribute and earn a track that can significantly impact your family. And I think
0: so much of the identity crisis is, I mean, you don't have a business card to define you anymore or what your Mm -hmm. role is in the world, but part of it is society's the stigma around being a stay-at-home mom, what they see that as. And I feel like we almost, you know, we're talking about how we're still intelligent women, we still have all these skills, but we almost just squeeze ourselves into this box of what society thinks of us and just let that other stuff fall aside. And I don't know whose responsibility it is to fix that, like how I don't even know how we fix that. It's a big ask to ask, OK, stay at home, mom. You're already feeling really vulnerable and like you're not a contributing member of society. Can you just fix all the ways that society perceives right. you or like and then right. or, or is the corporation's responsibility? And it, we've just kind of learned that no one seems to really give a rat's ass unless they are forced in that situation or they have a family member who's in that situation. So right. I, what, what are some of your thoughts about breaking that stigma and changing the wow. way people see stay-at-home moms?
2: Yeah, so I feel like the grass is always greener. You know, I feel like if you're a working parent, you look at stay-at-home moms, you're like, oh my gosh, what do they do all day? <laughs> and if, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're like, oh my God, how do those people manage it all? And you know, they might not be there when their kid needs it. And I'll never forget when I, I of my second startup working lots of hours and a, a really good friend of mine called and said, I saw your daughter on the playground and she was crying. Oh. And it seemed like a huge problem. And she was five years old, okay? You might wanna check in with her when she comes home. So of course, as a working mother, I'm like, oh my God, I should have been there. What a bad parent I am, Do oh. uh, dear I, you know, this other person saw it was there. If I were there, I could have, so then you have all this guilt. The grass is always greener. That turns right. out by the time I came home and I actually had a chance to talk to my daughter, I still was feeling super guilty about it and all. It's like, oh, I, yeah, yeah. You know, Sophie and I had a problem. We worked it out in a time. And yeah. it was like over. <laughs> and anyway, but it didn't make me feel any better. So I feel like that we all have to be okay with where we are at the moment. Oh. And we can't be judging anybody else because everybody's situation is different. Everybody's needs are different. Everybody's financial situation is different. Mm-hmm. Everybody is making choices or choices are being forced on not even choice things are being forced on them Mm -hmm, to live a certain way at a moment but i believe that we all live our life in chapters okay and like there's a chapter for doing x there's another chapter for doing y i have been a stay-at-home mom a couple different times i have been an entrepreneur and working pedal to the metal a number of different times i worked in corporate america as an executive and even a good little doobie proving myself up as good <laughs> as I could a couple of different times. So like, you know, there's going to be another chapter that I'm going to move to as I continue to grow. And so we just all have to be OK with who we are and say it's OK and accept other people or help other people. I actually thought it was good that my friend reached out to me and told me because it kind of let me have insight into something that I wasn't there and I couldn't be at. Did Mm -hmm. it make me feel super bad about it? Yes. (laughs) what could I do? That was what I was doing at the time. Uh, To answer your question about career break service, I think the pandemic has made it so that it's more acceptable to have a career break now than ever before Mm -hmm. because so many millions of women were forced on the sidelines. So I think companies need to do a better job of holistically looking at people, not trying to fill jobs with every single dimension of the job description. Mm-hmm. You know, we at Reach we look holistically at people. We put them in jobs. We are a job board. We actually develop and train and coach all the way through yeah. what we view as an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Some people call it a returnship over six months. So there's a lot of learning and development that can happen in not such a fast pace, not over 10 weeks or 12 weeks, but that in a longer period of time, so you can get your sea legs, you can right. learn and grow and do it the way that's not so pressured, where within, you know, 10 weeks, you have to prove that you're going to be the best performer in this genre. But I think the grass always looks greener. Than yes. Than. And we all have to just take a deep breath and say, where we are for the moment is okay. How can we arm ourselves? to place ourselves in a place that should we want to, as you guys have done such an amazing job of doing a podcast, reinventing yourself, you know, using new tools to propel yourself to a new vision of who you are going to be and just take those steps along the way. And you don't have to have a plan. Who's got a plan? (laughs) No one's got a plan, but you do have to be opportunistic and understand that you are an amazing person. You have so much to offer and you just need to help yourself a little bit.
1: I, love, I love all of that. So many pillows to embroider every wow. every episode. We're like, we're going to put that on a pillow. <laughs> I need multiple <laughs> pillows so far for this episode. Let's say you're okay with where you are, but you know your next step is getting back in the workforce. Can we do nuts and bolts and talk a little bit about what it is Reach Hire does and how that works if, say, a friend of mine... Named Missy decided (laughs) to all right, I'm ready to go. What does that look
2: like? We've been doing this for 10 years. And we, as I said, aren't just a job board. We've worked with multiple corporations. We have huge success rate in getting women back into jobs that are in different industries than what they left, with new Mm -hmm. skills that they're applying. And I'd say the first step would be go to our website com with one eight, and mm-hmm. download our definitive return to work playbook. It has five steps to help you reignite your career. It's easy. And if you go on our website, we do have it on Amazon. But if you go on our website, you can actually unlock it for free. And it's all about how do you renew your professional self? How do you reimagine your next career? Because whatever you left, especially if it's like, five, 10 years ago, or even 15 years ago. <laughs> there are different industries yes. that are out there now. We've put women in biotech roles that biotech wasn't around 20 years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. So reimagine mm-hmm. your future. How do you do that? And then core down, Suzanne, like you were saying before, if you wanted to refresh your skills, where do you go? What do you do? Yeah. How would you look for them? And then how do you rebuild your brand? How do you show up interested, excited, knowledgeable, and somebody that somebody would want to hire. And then how do you like get that bolst of confidence? So I feel like that return to our playbook could be really helpful to anyone, no matter if you yes. want to transition to a nonprofit, go back in corporate America, get a small job, a medium job, a large job, who knows what. And it's so exciting that I it's know. out there.
1: Have you had to train companies to be willing to accept the people you're putting forth or are they open to it?
2: It depends on the organization. The focus of corporations now is on diversity, equity and inclusion initiatives. And so corporations focus on ESG initiatives is allowing for a little bit more openness. I would say that the pandemic helped in understanding, wow, if you kind of got sidelined as of the pandemic and you have a break, you still might be able to be a productive citizen. But we at we can only get more women back into the workforce if corporations partner with us and create the jobs and the opportunities, because it's not enough just to do a training course. It's really more about creating that on-the-job learning and training and working with a manager in an industry, in a corporation to do that. So some companies are more open. We've been working with Fidelity for 10 years. For 10 years, their managers have seen the power of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women that have come back through us, through our training, support, our program that lasts six months where the women connect with each other, learn and grow, and actually leave feeling like it's the best decision they ever made in their lives when they first sign up and they're like, what did I sign myself up for? <laughs> right. mm-hmm. And is there a particular okay. industry
0: that you're more trained towards? I know that for a lot of the job boards that are designed for relaunchers or moms going back to work, there's usually a lot of tech, um, but mm-hmm. you mentioned before that you you work with women from across all different industries and all different backgrounds. So, you know, if someone was a nurse before or an advertising before or police work, I don't know, firefighter, like, are, is there a particular industry that, you know, 80 percent of the jobs really are for that
2: people should be thinking towards? So I would say that what Hire is really, really good at is looking at individuals, mm-hmm. understanding their transferable skills mm-hmm. and positioning them strongly to new industries and new companies. I think that in a world where people and managers and companies might be a little more reticent to hire a returner per se, it's easier to sort of say, oh, we have this tech job that's not filled. We can fill it with a returner. Because by the way, it's hard to find women technology folks and we want that diversity. Mm -hmm. And that's easier to offer that kind of a job we offer jobs across the spectrum we not only bring women back in groups but we also depending on the person will bring somebody in an individual role back into an organization so if somebody's willing to go back into the workforce whether or not there's a job that's listed on our site or any other what we're really good at is identifying transferable skills and saying hey we have this job over here we think you could do it i think nurses you know they're so caring they're so giving a lot of people got burnt out of being a nurse, but there are a lot of skills that could be transitioned or transferred into corporate America that they could get a great job in. We, mm-hmm. we actually have seen examples of baristas who have actually gone into project management with a tech layer, even though they didn't have that background, but are willing to sort of learn on the job because they have an open growth mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. And because they have grown up in a technology savvy environment, like all of us are in now. So I would say that we shouldn't think about it as there's a job opening. I should apply for that. If my skills don't fit, I have to give it up and never go back to work. At ReTire, that's not the way we do it. A Mm -hmm. normal job board, yes, but not us. So if anybody's interested and wants to think about it, please come to us. Please take advantage of the free book and think about your skills in a broader way, especially if you don't necessarily want to go back into that industry.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I like, yeah. It's so encouraging to me because I have always, since I've been a stay-at-home mom, which has pretty much been the whole time I've had kids, I thought, what do I do next? Because what can I do? And that's just so encouraging to hear you say, I can probably do a lot of things mm-hmm. and there are people to help me look at my skill set and my mindset and figure out where I could fit. Um, It's kind of exciting. Missy,
2: um, on that point, we have free webinars that we do. We do them uh, monthly. We have live events that you can go to that you can learn about different jobs and different skills and get a chance to meet our recruiters who really aren't your normal recruiter. In fact, one of them is a stay-at-home mom who just came back to the workforce. Um, That's awesome. So really understanding where you've come from and where you want to go and be able to sort of talk to you about what skills that you have can be translated to yeah. new industries, new opportunities and new jobs that you might not yourself ever have thought you could even think about doing mm-hmm. or never even thought of yourself. Yeah. yeah. And that is the thing, because
0: I, I know for myself, I was in a very high stress, very high number of hours a week advertising position when I left. And I knew that I could not go back to that role. It was very you know, travel intensive, time intensive. And for me, it, I learned during, actually through doing this podcast, it just did not mesh with my skill set. I ran into the problem of being really good at a job that was not a good fit. And, right. you know, getting accolades and feeding off of that instead of realizing like, this is not what
1: feels good This <laughs> for me
0: yeah and i think a lot of people once they have that gift of a pause to actually go okay I've been doing this job for fifteen years, but like why like why why, why right. do I keep going to the next stop of this job that makes my tummy hurt every morning? So <laughs> I think that yeah, is because there's nice. probably
1: a job out there that doesn't make your stomach hurt, yeah,
0: so that's nice yeah. to take a fresh look, look at this. I love the idea of transferable skills and just it doesn't have to do with a particular job title. It's what you just naturally are good at.
2: What's your, and I think the way you're naturally good at, if you, is you kind of look at yourself in the mirror and say, what are you good at? What do you like to do? What don't you like to do? And then think about how that could translate into different job functions. Like, you know, if you're into building relationships with people and you have to go back to work and build an income, if you're really good at building relationships, Sales is like a great career for a woman because it offers flexibility. You can make a lot of money. And it really, if you're good at it, it's because you're building relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not, and I think, you know, play to your strengths if relationships is where it is. And I just want example mm-hmm. to just think differently and also not be a judge of things based on other people like technology. There's so many jobs in the world of technology and you don't have to be a computer programmer to be involved. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really important thing. I mean, moms do a great job of multitasking. That's what project management is. Multitasking, a variety of different people, a variety of different things, all coming together at the same time. What is- does a mom do every day, every week, mm-hmm. every month? Moms make yeah. great project managers. Yeah. And project managers and- pay a lot.
1: That's okay. I know. I'm ready. a you know, little I'm light ready. bulb just went off in my head because multitasking is where it's at for me. I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I need to unmultitask a little bit of my brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited
0: about it. And I really encourage people to take a look at the yes. it's it's called a playbook, but it's almost more like a workbook. And I mm-hmm. feel like I don't want to call them assignments, but the, you know, the five steps. I mean, they're deep. They're not just like, hey, fill in the blank of like what your favorite skills are. I mean, you got to do some thinking. It's not something that you're just going to sit down and do in 20 minutes. And so I actually found it most useful to like, I actually read through it and let it kind of percolate and I don't know, let my brain do some working on it for a while and then go back and actually do some of the steps. So that's just personally how I found it the most useful, but yeah take some time with it it's not a facebook quiz about what disney princess you are it's something where you got to do a deep dive you got to do some thinking um right. so give yourself the gift of some time to actually sit down and and do it so useful
2: you just yeah. go on our website and sign up you'll get information about when our live webinars are and you know you might not be ready to go back to work now I, from doing this for 10 years i've had many people who think they're ready they come and learn a little bit. Then they say, no, no, they're not quite. They want their child to be in a different spot or. Mm-hmm.
0: That's how I got to my daughter going to college and me being, oh, is it time? I, I kept on thinking when she turns three, three sounds like a good age that the books say. And there's like, oh no, it'll be kindergarten. Oh no,
1: it'll be when they go to middle school. Like yeah. she is going to college in a few months. And <laughs> like I think when I, my child has their own job, maybe I'll <laughs> go back to work. <laughs> I
2: know. Well, I would say we have placed a number of people that have had breaks in eighteen and twenty years. Nice. And they're doing beautifully in companies that are cutting edge, really open and accepting of different people coming in at different stages. And the learning curve is big, but sure. you know we don't just put somebody in a seat, we're all about driving their success. And people right. that end up in a permanent role, I think our data is like 95% of the people are still with the companies two and three years later.
0: That's wow. incredible. You know, so
2: it's not just about getting back and having the opportunity. It's about succeeding for mm-hmm. yourself, for your family, and to the company and bringing that great wisdom and knowledge and perspective into a company.
1: Oh, it's so exciting. And we're getting close on time, but I don't want to leave without talking about Aurora because that is a different piece of what you do. So can you talk to our listeners about what the
2: Aurora platform is? Sure. Well, I'm so proud of Aurora. Aurora was a brainchild of mine that I came up with about five years ago. And it's all about helping more women that are in organizations now who are struggling to grow. And so it involves coaching, soft skill development, better navigating. And it's a tech tool called Aurora, which is a platform, which has all this amazing Self directed learning development. We have 1200 two minute videos from leaders all over from all different industries, walks of life. We have 10 minute core workouts that are divided into one and two minute segments you can do them from your phone. So there's all a bunch of that, but then companies can adopt this to help their women do a better job of navigating their careers in the company so more of them stay. Mm. And why that's critical is that McKinsey and the Lean In Foundation have been tracking this for quite some time, seeing that there's this broken run. Women are graduating with more undergraduate and graduate degrees than men now. there More of them are coming into corporations and corporate America mm-hmm. than ever before. But at the first level of promotion, men are killing it and they're still hands down, getting more promotions than women. And yeah. so if you can't fix it at the first level of promotion, you're never going to catch up at any other level. Mm-hmm. And, and so why is that happening? How can we help women? And the overlay here is that we leverage women that are at the next stage of their careers. Because as I said earlier, you're at different ages and stages, and there are women that have just finished their corporate career that want to pay it forward to the next generation. So, those senior executive professionals become coaches to groups of women that go through the platform and through a virtual journey of learning curriculum and skills and connecting with other people and building network within the company. We're kind of creating the new, like kind of the old boys network, mm-hmm. the new girls network within a company. So, super proud about it. It really was born out of everything we do on return to make returners successful in the companies. Such success there, how do we bottle it and port it so more women succeed? So the whole goal of ReachHire is all about helping women thrive and succeed professionally at whatever age and stage they're at. Oh Oh my, I love it. I am so excited. Where were you in
1: 2005? I
0: know you were doing this way before (laughs) that, too. And I Yeah, I know.
1: You've been around forever. And I'm so glad we now know you. I know. And what I was doing in 2005
2: (laughs) building a company. Building the Beacon Street girls because I had a nine year old daughter who was between toys and boys and was really kind of beginning to have her self esteem get impacted by Mm. the Britney Spears and Paris Hilton of the mm-hmm. world and so i created this whole media brand with 22 full-length books called the beacon street girls with bags and a virtual junior high like a safe facebook for girls and i really dove into confidence and what happens when a kid hits the age of 10 to their self-esteem and their confidence and by the way the reason women have confidence problems is it starts really early mm-hmm. right when their bodies start changing and they realize how the world kind of is centered So that's what I was doing in 2005. Oh, I
1: love that. Between toys and boys. That's, I've never heard it described like that, but. That better ah. be trademarked too. Yes. (laughs) You come up with great phrases. I love
2: it. (laughs) I just have to say that like every stage of my life, and it wasn't planned, but you know, it, it, it all sits together as like a story, which everybody, everybody's life does become a story and it all makes sense in the end, but I had no sense in it. But I was. On maternity leave. And I was pretty passionate about why are all these women invested in their career sitting on the sidelines? Can't they do something that mm-hmm. is interesting to them that keeps their skills going, that's flexible? Yeah. And that started me on the journey of my first company. And then the Beacon Street Girls was all about how can you build better, more confident girls that become stronger, more confident women? And then Reach Hire was all about how do you actually try to substantially change? these breaks and get people back, not yeah. just by putting a job board out there, letting people fend for themselves, but mm-hmm. really providing the coaching and the community Unity. and the training and the job in a kind of a test drive fashion. Anybody can sign up for somebody for six months, not forever. You, you can, can test it out. Your family can test it out. The company can right. test it out to then see, but setting yourself up for success.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And now oh with Aurora, God. There's an opportunity to do, like, what do the people do that just retired? Mm-hmm. What are they going to yeah. do? Pay it forward yeah. and help the next generation grow and develop and succeed and have more of them. We, we need to have 50% comfort. parity of the workforce. Why, why don't we?
0: Yeah, I know. And I just love how you've dedicated your entire career to helping the whole life cycle of women and their careers. And uh, I love it. And using their skills throughout Makes their lives. Happy. And I know. Oh my gosh, okay, I could talk about this forever. And I, so we, we could do our look, listen, learns, but first I wanna make sure everybody goes to the Retire website, where they can mm-hmm. get the definitive return to work playbook, learn more about Retire, how they can use it, even if they're not planning on relaunching right away to at least get the ball rolling and be thinking about it. So yeah, to the, is there anywhere else that people can find you online or is the website pretty much the best place to go for you?
2: We're on LinkedIn. We're um, on Twitter, we're on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. These are all things that are free tools that that are really valuable. And I feel like, yeah. you know, you guys have done such a great job of talking about, you know, what it is to be a stay at home mom, what tools are out there, what resources. We're all multidimensional. We need different things at different times. Mm-hmm. You know, you may be ready to go back to work. You might not be ready to go back to work for five more years. And when you go back, you might find a job that's eight hours a week. It might not be the definition of corporate America, Mm -hmm. but it's okay. We just can't be focused on labels. We just have to do what's right for each of us, and it's okay. So, you guys are doing awesome. It's such an amazing resource that you've created here. So, thank you so much for doing that.
0: Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. I feel like we're the question and you're the answer. Like, yes. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> yeah. we're both those are the places we're playing in the world, but I think our yes. missions are so aligned. So, we're yes. so grateful to know more about you and for everything that you are doing for women. It's amazing. amazing. I know. Okay. Are you ready for Look, Listen, Learn, Missy? I think we're ready. Yeah. Okay. For anybody who is new to the show, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Our Look, Listen, Learn is a segment where we just talk about some things that we're reading or learning about or watching on TV, binging. <laughs> and so we can share it with maybe some listeners who might be in a rut and need a little something new to do. So yeah. we do not like to put our guests in the hot seat. So, yeah. Missy, do you want to start with your Look, Listen, Learns
1: for the week? Sure. So I just finished reading Good For You by Camille Pagan. I love Camille. I talk about her like she's a friend. I follow her on socials and (laughs) she is such a generous writer and shares a lot of information about writing and I just love her and I really enjoy her books as well. So good for you is her new one. And it was super fun. It's a great kind of beachy read, Mm -hmm. vacation read. Fantastic. So I highly recommend that. And then I'm always talking about needing new music and I discovered, I say this like I discovered it's been there forever. I'm sure (laughs) that Spotify has happy mixes and it's so great because sometimes when I play just the new music mix, it's not all for me. But if I play the happy mix, for one, I get some new stuff and it's usually peppy and makes me happy. Uh-huh. Um, but also they throw some old stuff in there too. So I'm getting the new, but still getting my old. I can still dance around the kitchen to Cindy Lauper at one minute and then learn <laughs> a new song the next minute. And so... Highly recommend they have multiple happy mixes. They have a happy morning mix, which works all day, by the way. Um, so they cut you off at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, You don't have to just listen to it in the morning, but um, highly recommend all the happy mixes on Spotify. And then my learn, I don't know if it's a learn or a question or just a comment. I've been a little feisty this week. I think it's just the return to real life from vacation, mm-hmm. like kind of cranky, kind of feisty. Fussy as Suzanne might say. I yes um, fussy. But the TikTok hearing happened yesterday where our government grilled the CEO of TikTok and it was infuriating. I didn't watch all of it because no one has that kind of time, I don't think, if it's not their job to watch all of it. But whether or not TikTok goes away is kind of here or there to me. Yes, I do enjoy it, but if it goes, it goes. But what got me about the hearings is that the questions just ridiculously over the top, stupid for the most part. Mm. And so, I, I, like I said, I don't know if I learned anything. I think I'm just furious that bipartisanly, our government is like, yes, TikTok is terrible. And this is what we're going to have a bipartisan agreement on when there is so much big stuff happening in the world. We cannot have an agreement on guns or sex ed or any of the really important things going on. But we're going to come together and ask the CEO some of the dumbest questions I've ever heard. (laughs) It was basically like, do you know how my printer works?
2: Do you know where my Wi-Fi is?
1: Like really, really dumb questions. There were some good ones. They weren't all dumb. There were some good ones. But anyway, I'm just fired up. So I think my learn is that I don't even know. I need to dive a little more into. Do better politicians. This, yes. How this process works and how are politicians preparing for these kinds of hearings and what can we as people do to make it better? Because, man, it was dumb. Vote. So anyway, that's my tirade for this week. <laughs> and we will continue to watch and see what happens to TikTok, although the consensus is probably that some banning is coming our way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Gun's fine. good. TikTok good cuz I still haven't figured out how to post a TikTok that's
1: Yeah, no <laughs> that's me either. Not... Like I still don't get it really and that's fine <laughs> me and all the congress people. I get it more than they do. But I just <sighs> yeah. Oh. It's just infuriating. This is what we're going to combine forces on. Oh, I
0: missed it cuz I was prepping for uh, Yeah, you were doing <laughs> stuff. But oh, I'll follow
1: up today. Anyway. Uh, so about... that's my look listen learn. How about you Addie? What you got going on this week?
2: Okay. Well, I also just came back from vacation, long overdue, and was absolutely fabulous every moment of it. Although it's now been two weeks and it feels like it was like eight months ago. Yes. But <laughs> yes. I read an amazing book called Who is Maud Dixon? Ooh. I don't know if you've heard of it. Huh. No, I don't know it. Uh, a little bit of a whodunit. I read the whole thing in one day. <laughs> and oh. I never have an opportunity to really do something like that. to talk about binge. It had a lot of female characters, and it was really amazing. So I would recommend that highly to anyone who's looking for a little bit of an escape read. It's kind of on the theme of the talented Mr. Ripley.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, So I would say that's like a huge recommendation. Another book that a friend of mine just published, and I just think it's an important message overall, and I happen to have it here because... I bought it on Amazon to help her in the pre sales process. Oh, awesome. we love
0: the pre sales. Yes, pre books.
2: It's called Rising Together. Okay. And it says, how we can bridge divides and create a more inclusive workplace. I oh, spent a lot it. of my time on this topic, and it really Please talks a little bit. bit about what I touched on you know, find don't label, find your strengths, go after them. And how do you work together? How do we all well, make each other look better together? And so I think that that's like, that's definitely the whole theme of Aurora. That's our return to earth programs are all about, you know, going back in groups so that you're not on your own. I feel like that we women have to band together and help each other mm-hmm. accomplish more together. And so that's that's that. And then in terms of questions, um, I guess the thing that I'm, Really worried about as an entrepreneur is this whole issue of banks and mm. security and where we are with yeah. um, the future and how people can feel confident where their money is <laughs> yes yeah and and then the last thing is the school shootings it just it's just gotten to the yeah. point where everybody's numb by the latest school shooting yeah Right. I I, I don't have any words to say except for if we can't, as parents, feel good, comfortable, and confident that we're like dropping our kids off and they're safe. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we don't feel that at all.
0: We live in Texas, (laughs) which I know no one is safe anywhere, but But it feels real unsafe. (laughs) It feels, it feels unsafe. And it also feels like, they're actively working against us trying to keep them safe. And yeah, yeah our legislator uh, legislature is in session and they have spent all of their time trying to ban books mm-hmm. and trying to make it so trans kids can't feel safe in the world. And there are just so many important issues and why are we talking about these right. things in right. a, in a negative way at least? So yeah, it's it's infuriating. You're eating, putting boat, it in the y'all. Vote y'all. I feel like every episode there's a we, We'll get on our vote.
1: boat. Vote. Vote.
0: Okay. All very important things. And I'm, I'm adding that book to my list because I just finished yes, a book. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Um, so, I'm yeah. Missing. What
1: are your look, listen, learn, Suzanne?
0: Okay. So I have been reading because my friend Allison, this is, her favorite author is Ellen Hildebrand, who I'd never oh, heard Oh, I love of. Ellen. Yes. Oh, really? I never heard of her. And she's recommended starting with 28 Summers, which... is on my
1: shelf right now. I haven't started it Oh, is it? Yet. it? Okay, so mm-hmm. I am... Oh, shoot, I'm on part 17
0: to 17. That's the danger of an audiobook. Like, all of a sudden, it'll just be done. It'll be like, thank you for coming to Audible. And I'll be like, ah, <laughs> This has been an Audible I didn't production. I know we were ending. So, yes, it's kind of a same same time every year relationship thing mm-hmm. of... A man and a woman who every yeah. summer over labor day weekend no matter if they're married or not apparently <laughs> so <laughs> that part i my suspension of disbelief or my suspension of my my core values is having a hard time with that because my number one core value is like honesty and fidelity in relationships i'm like Rrr. but Just it's a fun scared. but yes it is fun and it's such a departure from the normal type of books that I read. So it's just very fun. I'm enjoying that. And I guess I can tell you that I enjoyed it because since I am pretty much the end and, um, Oh, what am I? Oh, Ted Lasma's back. Well, it's been back a couple of weeks, but I haven't talked to you for a while. So yeah. I'm excited about that. I went to go look for the Jenny's ice cream, the Ted Lasso flavor, and I could not find it at the
1: grocery store. So I think. And you don't have a Jenny's employee we anymore. Do we, I know. I'm, oh,
0: my daughter used to work at Jenny's ice cream, which was amazing because every time I would pick her up from work, she would bring me. A couple of scoops of my favorite ooey gooey butter cake. Um, but I'm excited. We'll have to go to the actual shop, I think, to go get some. Maybe she can work me a deal there. Um, and let's see. I don't know if I'm learning anything. My uh, my daughter, any listener who's been listening for more than one episode, knows my daughter's waiting on a bunch of college answers uh, for her applications. So my brain is just 100% preoccupied. Two more schools released to Syracuse and William and Mary released today. So we'll find out. Yeah. My heart still is with RIT. I mean, they talk about loving the school that loves your kid and they've loved my kids so nicely. Yeah, I know, I know that shouldn't be the deciding factor. It's like, who treats me nice? They can be my (laughs) friends. But um, I'm loving them still, so. We will see it's in the next two weeks. Hopefully I'll stop talking about, well, I'll still be talking about it. Then I'll be like, what should I will. buy for the dorm? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes. So that I'm just learning. And you know what else I'm learning? People just need to chill out in these Facebook groups they have for parents, like preparing for college and that type of stuff. I don't know if it's just because everybody's feeling as antsy and as fussy as I am. Just, you know, it's, it puts you on edge. Uh, but man, yeah. people are mean to each other in those groups. And I don't. Dare ask a question. It does I,
2: all work. It does all work out. If you want a little perspective. Thank you. I need to hear that. I I do think that uh, people thrive in different kinds mm-hmm. of environments, and there are a lot of places your child can thrive. And I think, but times parents have a single vision of like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: or their child has a single vision of what will make them happy, and right. lots of different places can kind of solve for that and yes. it's really the people that you meet and taking advantage of the opportunities that are there you really just want them to sort of grow and blossom and can't just be hung up on other yeah that's one chapters. place yeah yeah
0: well and you know what it is for uh, the moms of us who are in this reach higher target audience mm-hmm. is i mean we're putting our garbage on our kids as far as like the questions that I have about, you know, career decisions I've made, or should I have done this path or another path, or what am I going to do for this next stage of my life? And like, so I, they got to make their own garbage. Yeah, I am actively Proactively trying to make sure that I'm not dumping that on her, but it mm-hmm. means then I just like am in a black hole of it myself all day while she's at school. So it's a real healthy way to be. But they
2: <laughs> to live their own life, right? You can't live yeah. your child's lives and your child can't live yeah. your life. No. no.
0: So that's why I need to refunnel that energy into my retire mode as far as like putting that much energy and concern about her future into my own future. And I think that that's probably a lesson we can carry forward to a lot of our that's a good learn too. yes yeah. okay that's my learn I learned something this week <laughs> well oh my gosh oh,
2: thank you Addie this has been so amazing where were you guys when I was going through and trying oh. to figure out what there and if I should stay at home or go back to work or oh know, like, that's like, a I whole nother up,
0: episode
2: I ended up on maternity leave starting a company like what was I thinking? <laughs> but, well but look where kids. you are now
1: it all worked it all worked well,
2: out. It we're still I'm on our heard. journey. Okay? That's right.
0: I'm glad that all of us are here now for anybody else mm-hmm. who's listening and going through it so we can save yes. them from having to deal with it. Yes, absolutely. Our struggle can be used for your benefits.
2: <laughs> right. I'm, I'm all about helping anybody
0: exactly. to get to where
2: they exactly. want to go, wherever it is. And, you know, we all can't for our children, but for ourselves. We just have to be open minded about where that journey will take us and Mm -hmm. what is the next step and what is good today may not be exactly the right fit for two years from now or three Mm -hmm. years from now or even six months from now. So like
0: you said, who has a plan? Like just, yeah, it's just taking it that next right step.
2: We're all in this together. Yes, (laughs) that's that's That's
0: for sure. Well, thank you so much for all you do. I'm so grateful to learn about you and all the work that you're doing. You're changing lives. You're, yep. It's amazing. So thank you. It. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you too. Thank you for the opportunity. And it was yeah. just really a pleasure to meet you yeah. both. And anything I can do to help further support your mission, please let me know.
0: Thank you so thank much. You. And same, same. Yeah. Thank you. Have, have a have wonderful a... Friday. Thank oh you. Oh my God. It's Friday. It's
1: Friday. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Not as you're listening to this, but as we <laughs> recorded it, it was a Friday. All, All right. right. You. you have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.